this is episode two of the uh, Homestead. I almost forgot the name. <laughs> Homestead <laughs> Shop Talk with uh, Al from Lumna Acres, Ben from Holler Homestead, and myself, Jason from So the Land. These podcasts are not on iTunes yet. And, you know, iTunes, it takes still a few weeks before they're actually on there. Uh, but there are, this podcast is on Spotify, it's on uh, Google Podcast apps, uh, Samsung, and I think pretty much any other podcast app. And also we have our own um, Homestead Shop Talk YouTube uh, channel. Uh, with these podcasts, and we all live in our different areas, uh, the internet um, cannot be very good sometimes. So, But luckily, Ben is, we can see Ben now. And he's in his car. <laughs> Had to relocate. Uh, yeah, it's all good. Uh, that's what we have to do sometimes. Sometimes we have to go and drive and upload a video. Sometimes you have to do that. If you want to live in a more rural area and you need the internet. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, today we're going to talk about um, milk cows. And but first, we're going to talk about uh, what kind of what we what we did this week, and maybe certain projects we got going on. So for me, I'll go first. Um, yeah, it's always hard to think about what we did this week. Um, but these last this week, I had uh, my mom. My mom came to visit from California, and uh, that's got to be one of the hardest things for us living out here is being away from family you know that's that's so hard because um you know we all lived probably within 30 minutes to an hour from each other out in california everyone lived on the next street over you know it was very common that mom or grandma would come over unannounced and just pop by and say hi or bring some kind of goodies that she cooked you know uh, you know that was very common and that's how we grew up so moving out here definitely has been difficult. Um, but yeah, so when family does come, you know, it's, it's, um, it's enjoyable. It's, you know, you kind of like, almost don't want to do anything else, but it's so hard not to do anything else. You know what I mean? Cause like, you know, I still gotta be putting out the content, <laughs> you know, cannot skip a week because <laughs> you're not going to get paid as much, you know, no. you know how you guys know, no. I know Ben knows how it is. No. Uh, and that's difficult because, you know, at the same time you want to be, be hanging out. So it's like kind of a balance you have to do when the family's here and they understand too, my, you know, my mom totally understands and, and, but just having her here and she's helping us out. We planted a pumpkin garden uh, finally finished our pumpkin. I, I put out that video, uh, today, uh, which is uh, Monday. Uh, it's out there now. And she helped us do that, helped us start doing stuff around here. Um, so then after that, uh, what else? I'm still working on this, um, water tower, like a little, uh, I'm using two 55 gallon rain barrels that I'm going to put a roof on it, something movable where I can pull it to where I just planted those pumpkins and they could uh, uh, save some water and hopefully use that water to water the garden. That's my goal. So I'm currently doing that. Um, I'm, I feel like just using it gravity fed is not good enough that I'm going to have to maybe use some kind of pump, 
like maybe hooked up to a, a battery or something like that because there's nothing i don't got electricity out there or any kind of water other water out there um, so i figured that would be i don't know that should help but i'm still trying to do, do you guys ever do uh projects and you're like i don't know if this is gonna work all but the you're, time but you're, every project <laughs> but you're fi but you're filming it so i like in my mind i'm like i'm filming it but like i don't know if this is gonna work but i'm filming it and it, it almost like i only almost kind of want to like not film it until i can mm -hmm. get it to work yep. and then redo yep. it yep. so that way i can film it so that way i know it's going to work yep i don't know i so you guys feel that way too <laughs> oh, oh yeah oh yeah yep. there's quite a lot of projects that i do that don't make it to youtube because i'm not sure it's going to work and then it ends up working it's like man i wish i'd at least documented it yeah you can always not show the video if you video it. But if you don't video it, you don't have it. Yep. I know, but sometimes I'm like, I can just oh, build this it. so much faster. <laughs> if yep. I don't have to film it, and if it doesn't work, I've filmed it for like nothing, you know? Not nothing, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's hard. Yep. Yeah. But yep. so anyways, yeah, I have that. I had those, those thoughts about this uh, build where I don't know if it's going to work. It's, it sounds like it will, but I have my doubts, you know. We have an IVC tote that we I move around on pasture to water our meat birds and stuff. And even without, you know, if we're not trying to go long distances, without any elevation, we can fill five-gallon buckets and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's good. At first, I was like, it's just going to be gravity-fed. I would love to put, like, drip tape to it where I just turn on the faucet, and then it all gravity feeds, and then it waters the whole garden. But I don't know if there's enough like, like uh, drop there where it will go through the drip tape because it's not too high and it's on flat ground. So that's why I thought maybe bringing in some kind of little pump to pump it out. Yeah, you might need a pump. Um, I actually just made one. Wasn't sure it was going to work, so I didn't film it. Uh, it's just a 55-gallon <laughs> drum sitting on basically like kind of like a little trailer that I can pull around. And even with elevation, there's not enough uh, gravity, I guess, to push through greater than 50 feet of hose. Yep. Uh, even, even if I'm dropping like, oh, 10 feet, it just comes out as a slow trickle. Disconnect the hose, and the water comes out real fast. So, uh might need a pump. Yeah, I've seen those same pumps at uh, like the hardware store. It's it, like they sell it already. It's like a sprayer. Yep. And it's like a little, little 12 pump. Volt. Yeah, you hook it up to like a little battery or your car battery or something and you can pull that around. Well, the thing is like $500, you know, yep. like I don't need anything like that. So um, Harbor Freight has pumps that you can hook garden hoses to. So we got one for when we were uh, when I was priming the PEX piping to do radiant heat and we have our outside pipes we have a gravity fed water system and to get from one area to the other we didn't have any pressure so I just hooked up one of those one of those pumps and then I, I had a DC one so I just hooked it up to our UTV battery and I was able to pump from the gravity fed hydrant over to the other side of the pasture and it filled up the 100 gallon stock tank pretty quick Nice. So, wow. I think that was like 50 or 60 bucks of Harbor Freight. Better than 500. 
Yeah, that's nothing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing. Hopefully, I can finish that this week, so that way I can put out a video. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's that's going to be ongoing. But other than that, that's about it. Oh, cool. How about you, Al? Nice. We're still working on getting the workshop all formed up. We've been working on getting the foam board put down. We put some PEX piping in the foam board and then the rebar. And then I said, man, I got all this PEX piping going to get covered up with concrete. And someday we might put a lift in this floor. And that means I got to drill holes and I'm not going to know where my PEX piping is. <laughs> so I said, you know what? I need to figure out where we might have a lift. And then I had to take out the PEX pipe and there was spots and I had to cut out the foam. So I want to make like a deeper footing. And that so we made like some three foot by three foot blocks or footings spaced where I think they need to go. And then that way later on in the future, if we put a lift in, we don't have to worry about putting holes in our radiant heat because that wouldn't be any fun. When so you like, say a lift, what do you mean by a lift? Like an automobile lift. Oh, okay. So if we want to, if we want to work on a car or a pickup truck. Now, do you, are you like, what parts are you doing? Are you like hiring out to do certain parts or are you doing it all yourself? So we're going to do, we'll be involved in all of it, but we are hiring help to help us pour the concrete. And then we are helping somebody to him and his crew to come out and help us do the framing. So he'll come out, they'll help us pour on poor day, which is. It's a long day. day. Yeah. So Wednesday, so the day after the fourth. We're going to be pouring concrete and there'll be four of us. And then beginning of August, we'll be framing up. We're going to be building like a pole barn and then we'll be doing it all in steel. So him and his guys will come over and give us a hand and we'll get, we'll hopefully knock that out in like a week or two. And then we'll and how big is this building? Rest. It'll be 40 by 40. We're going to go with 12 foot high walls. We're getting trusses and I went with like a scissor truss. So it's like a, like a fake cathedral ceiling. So that way we can put a lift in. So that we'll have, instead of having a flat ceiling, it'll be like a cathedral. So that way I'll have higher, more room to go with the lift versus having to go with taller walls. Figure it'll save us money on, you know, metal sheathing and stuff like that. We won't have to go mm -hmm. say 14 to 16 feet. Now, is this a, is this a kit that you're building or is it just, you're just building it as you go? No, we're just building it as we go. That's we kind of sketched it up, came up with a design and went with it. We went, we, I've tried doing different post and beam kits. I haven't found any, any ones that can go very big. They can go like, say like 30 by 20, you know, I want something that's bigger and clear spanned. Um, I was looking into the metal kits you can do yourself. Like for your guys's climate, they'd be perfect. You could do one. We can do it in our climate, but with all of our snow load, we'd have to have mm. like weird bracing on the inside and we'd mm. lose like an extra foot or two on the inside because it'd be this funky like diagonal bracing coming all the way down to the floor and mm. right. that's too bad and, yeah so i was like no with all of our snow load it's it wasn't feasible to go any other route yeah. i see yeah because i always thought like if i built one something like that i would build maybe like a 20 by 30 or something like that uh but i wonder if buying all the pieces separate would be better like I don't know if that'd be cheaper, but I don't know if that'd be better or just buying like a kit, you know, I'm just so curious. we priced out the kit for a metal DIY steel building kit 
do yourself, it's gonna it would have cost me the same money for the kit as what it's costing me to build the 40 by 40 post and beam the way we're gonna do it with hiring these other guys. So I get labor included for the same price. Mm. So nice. Just, okay. Yeah. So it would be a lot cheaper if we did it. I did it myself, but I don't like doing framing myself. You need more than one guy. I feel like to put up a building. Oh, for sure. Speaking of like climates and stuff, so we went off of Ben's plan. We got a cow and we loved Ben's milking stand and we just kind of went with that. But we kind of, I did a little bit more to it, I think, because we, I'm like, this is awesome. I like this plan. I'm like, ooh, I don't know if that's going to work. I better, like, I strengthened up the roof just a little bit more because I'm like, this is probably going to sit out here and get like two or three feet of snow in it this winter when I'm not using it and come springtime. Yeah, it might not be there. <laughs> so ben, I love your idea. We've been using it. We just reinforced it a little bit for our climate, and it has been working awesome. Nice. That's good to hear. I think you're the second or third person I know that has made a milking stanchion like ours. Yep. And I mean, it, it does a job. Actually, yeah. actually, when I start talking, I'll I'll tell you a little story about that stanchion. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm glad it. it tickled me and meg when you asked for dimensions it was like really i was gonna make our like you know how to build everything <laughs> so yeah that's pretty cool out, i figure out how to build everything as i'm going <laughs> i don't always know how to do it before i start that's isn't that how we all are yes uh, self-taught yep and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that i hate that the mentality on youtube comments are if you don't know how to do it like the best of the best why are you trying it's like no yep. that's how you learn yep. you need to figure it out like i think we'd be in a lot better place in our world if people would just jump in and not wait for an expert to tell them yep. how to do it or do make it mistakes kind of. get your hands dirty that's how you yep. learn yep you'll do it better next time yep <laughs> but yeah that's what my week's been up to so it's been pretty busy but we're looking forward to having the shop done and i'm looking forward to be done with concrete because i don't like all that bulwark yeah. Concrete how long, how, is you about have a time as hard frame? as it gets. What was that, Jason? Uh you have you have a time frame of when you think you would be done? Um, I'm thinking the end of August the building will be up and framed. Oh, okay. Like closed in. Then we gotta start doing electrical and solar and wow. garage door and stuff like that. Yeah. I would love to do something like that. You will. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I know Ben wants to do something like that, huh, Ben? <laughs> Man, I've got so many, so many ideas for giant projects. I, I kind of have. Uh, it, it's not analysis paralysis, but it's basically that. Like, I have so many things I want to do. I don't know what to start first. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's some pretty important things that I have put off. Uh, like, I need to. I really, really need to skirt our mobile home, and we've been living mm. in it for almost three years now and i have not done it i need to build the decks just stuff like that and it's like why have i not done this <laughs> uh, you know sometimes i sit and think it's like am i just being lazy is that what it is and then i think back it's like no i have the videos of everything that i have done in that you know three year time yeah it's just just being busy priorities i think priorities some, yep. yeah different different so what'd priorities you get, different what'd you times. get done this week ben anything special <laughs> no, nothing that really sticks out we've been harvesting all sorts of stuff uh, I think we harvested more potatoes uh, yeah harvested a mess of potatoes I think we got 
over 200 pounds of potatoes we pulled in. That's awesome. Um, and then it's like, like it was last week, a whole bunch of maintenance, tying up tomatoes. Uh, that was actually why I was late last week was I was out in the greenhouse tying up tomatoes and it's like, oh shoot. But <laughs> I was uh, like, I think Ben forgot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did. I did. I, I didn't even know what day it was. I knew I was tying up tomatoes and I was happy about it. Uh, no, a whole lot of maintenance. There's been a whole lot of stuff going on outside of YouTube, outside of basically our, uh, I guess our online personas, our, our life that we share. Um, we've just been busy with stuff, you know, like the boys, my, the twins are going through driver's training. So we've been busy with that kind of stuff. Um, it's just a whole lot yep. of life. I, really, that's what's been going on is a whole bunch of life has been happening and trying to fit in YouTube and still do the homestead thing. It's It's been a struggle for probably the past two months. And then in the past two months, we've had Meg's sister and her family came out. And then two weeks later, my parents came out. And it's it's been a busy couple months. It's good though, man. So... Yeah, it's, I mean, being busy is good. Um, I feel like I've been in a constant state of exhausted and burnt out with everything. Uh, it's kind of a, it's an interesting place to find myself because I feel like I'm doing what I've always wanted to do. Like this life suits me. This life makes me happy. And to feel burnt out doing the same thing every day is kind of weird to me. It's like, why do I feel this way? Like, what's going on? And so that's been something I've been dealing with personally. Uh, I've, there's a couple friends I've talked to about it, and they've kind of given me the same same thing. They're like, it happens. You just go through phases, and you get over it and move on. And so that's kind of kind of the point I'm at right now is working on figuring out what the next next big thing is. I'd say I dealt with that this winter. Say one of the big things I found myself that worked pretty good just by myself. It's a season, like we all go through seasons. Like it's not, it's not, it's temporary. It's not like forever. Yeah. But yep. yeah, it's strange when you're doing what you want to do and then you still get burnt out. And yep. Yep. Oh yeah, it makes me not so... want to do anything. Like it makes me not want to film or nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where it is. It's kind of it just let me just crawl in a hole and just wallow in it, but. Uh, I've also been there too. It's it's better just to keep moving than fall down and wallow, wallow in self pity. Organizing, I find that if I like yeah. I have if I really burnt out, like go and organize something, like go clean something, like like yep. a barn or like hang something up, <laughs> and then it's when in that organizing I start to think different things, and then it's, I feel like that that almost helps me, um, like get out of that. I think. Man. That has actually been part of my struggle is I am at this weird crossroads. You know, the twins are 16 and then the middle one is 14. Brett's 14. And then Corbin just turned 11. All four of them want to do things with tools. And <laughs> I'm having to relinquish my tools bit by bit. You know, 16, I was already using all of my dad's tools. Like, my dad was never home. 
you know, to say otherwise. I had grown up watching my dad build stuff and, you know, do stuff like that. And I just, I just figured it out. Well, now here it is. It's like, oh my gosh, my, the twins are 16. That's how old I was when I knew how to use all these tools. And I'm the one not letting them use the tools. And so I've kind of started this process of, I show them how to use the stuff to kind of comfort myself in knowing they're not going to lose a finger or something like that. And watching some of the stuff that these guys, these young men are starting <laughs> to build is just incredible. You know, they, they really like swords and knives and stuff like that. Kind of the path that I used to be on and they're all starting to make knives and swords and weapons <laughs> and, the quality of stuff that they're coming up with has just been incredible. But on that same token, I'm having to relinquish my <laughs> workspace and I'll go down there and I'll need to fix something. And it looks like a explosion of tools went off and everything in the toolbox is out. There's no flat surface that isn't covered in just stuff. And it's, it's been really hard. It's like, it's like working with, that one coworker that never cleans up and I have four of them and it, it's been kind of hard. It's like, okay, like, come on guys. I work here too. So <laughs> that's, so, yeah. Yeah. That, that's been something I've yeah. been dealing with. It's kind of, it's a dance. Right. So you need to teach them how to do framing and then you can, you all four of you guys or five of you can start building the, the bigger workshop that you can all yes. share in this room. Yes. Yeah. That's what we need. <laughs> so I I guess I should segue back to uh farm stuff. Um kinda on that note of being burnt out and changing some stuff around. Uh I think we could move into my the rest of my uh my week. So kind of searching for free time not even free time, reevaluating our time and where we spend our time and how we use our time. We, uh, we keep coming back to the dairy cow and it finally got to the point where we had the discussion. It was like, Hey, rather than resent the amount of time we're spending on this cow, why don't we just sell her? And we talked about it and we've been talking about this for months and we finally came down to it. And it was like, Let's let's sell the cow. So Meg put it out to a group we're in and immediately had several people who were interested. And uh, yeah, we first person who came over bought her. Um, they're picking her up tomorrow morning, which, you know, that's a 4th of July pickup, which is kind of <laughs> funny that, but they're, they're all excited. I guess they've got two or three dairy cows oh, wow. and they wanted another one. So we're excited. They're excited. Uh, we're keeping the, uh, the steer. We're going to, we've got too much time and energy into the steer to, uh, get rid of him. He's destined for our freezer. So we're going to go no, down to he? just having the steer. Uh, he's going to be two in October. So oh. he's a, he's a little bit big, but yep. he's a Jersey. So we wanted to let him go to two just so he'd be a little bit bigger. Uh, I think in hindsight, the next one we would probably do it a year just because that's a long time to have to feed. Yeah. We basically fed two full-size cows last winter. And that was, that was hard. 
getting rid of the cow isn't really, it's just time. I think that was what it boiled down to is we need our mornings back and, uh, rather than be miserable and, you know, start hating homesteading, it was like, Hey, why don't we just get rid of the cow? We can get another cow later, but mm -hmm. for right now, this is what needs to happen. And so that's, that was kind of the reason. Um, before we had started recording, Al, you'd asked about her temperament. This cow is the gentlest cow. Uh, all of the kids can be around her while we're milking, period, around her, period. Milking or not, she's gentle. She's just, she's the sweetest cow. And I've never had to worry about the dairy cow. Daisy is her name. Uh, the steer is a completely different story. Um, I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Uh, he's got it in his head that anybody shorter than him needs to die. So he's kind of, oh, yeah. he's not very safe, but, but that's all right. He, he's got his own pen and stuff like that. So now how yeah, old I'm, sure was, I'm sure that was a tough decision. <clears throat> it was, it was kind of a tough decision. Daisy is eight. So she's, okay. she's getting up there. So yeah, it, it was kind of a hard decision. Um, you know, living this, this, uh, existence we have where we share our lives, uh, I think a lot of the apprehension was, what are people going to say? Are we going to get beat up over this? People, you know, that have an idealized idea of what we're doing and then we, we smash that paradigm. Uh, some people can get upset about that, but. You know, at the end of the day, we have to do what's right for us. We have to, you know, number one, look out for our family. And if spending all this time on a dairy cow every day is starting to suck the fun out of stuff, out of our home life, well, then I, I guess it's time to go. And like I said, if we can, if we can acquire some more land with some, some pasture, we will probably definitely get another dairy cow. But as it is right now, you know, we want to put in a Wallapini greenhouse, a underground greenhouse, and we can't spare the cow days of grass to put this thing in. Yep. Um, we want to expand yep. the garden, and I can't spare the grass right now. So it's kind of stuff like that. It's like we're kind of at this standstill as long as we keep the cow and we can't do the homestead things that we'd really like to do while we have her. So... That was just what had to happen. I think that's a great approach to like you were able to stand back and be like, hey, I, this is one thing that's kind of making homesteading not fun for us right now. And you were able to like pinpoint that and be like, we don't want to take the fun out of this. We want to be able to do what you guys enjoy. You seem to enjoy, you like, you love gardening and you want to do the greenhouse thing. So I think that's awesome that you're able to like step back and go, hey, yes, this is something we wanted to do. This was a, a goal of ours and we did it. But right now, it's not the right time. Like we yep. did that with our goats. We had our goats for a while. Gina got sick. We were in and out of the hospital last year a lot. So we had the goats, but we stopped milking. And we tried raw A2A2 milk, fell in love with that. And with mm. the bigger property, we we're like, hey, now we want to get a cow. But same with you. We waited for a while to get rid of the goats because being on YouTube, a lot of people have fell in love with the goat. So you're kind of scared there. But then on the same hand, we're like, this is where we yep. want to go next. So you kind of have to realize we have to do our dreams. Yep. And not, and not let that stuff hold you back. But I think that's awesome how you said that you, you didn't want to let the, not just the YouTube part of it, but that was like what was not 
always fun every day for you. So you're able to yeah. move on and go. And I think that was even better that you're like, hey, I can go from just because we don't have the cow now doesn't mean we can't ever get one again. Yeah. Yeah, That I think that was the – once I finally realized that, it's like we can buy another cow. Yeah. And I, you know, honestly, we bought this cow as our first cow. We didn't know she was A2A2 when we got her. We had her tested and found out, which that was a total bonus. Um, but realizing there's higher productive cows out there. Um, mm -hmm. This cow, even when she was fresh, when we got her, her calf was almost two weeks old. So she had just had that calf. She was at peak milk production. We still only were getting maybe two and a half gallons. So one milking or two milkings, one milking, one milking. And she's, so she was like six when you got her. She was seven when we got her. Oh yeah. I guess she was six. Cause we've had her almost two years. Okay. Yeah. I'm just curious. So we, we got our, she's a Jersey. We, it was actually kind of funny that Gina talked to the lady that the, uh, the lady we got her from, Gina had actually talked to the farmer that she'd got her from not knowing, but Gina, Gina had a bunch of surgeries going on, so we couldn't get the cow. The lady we got her from this year, she actually bought her from the other lady, which we didn't realize at the time. It was very big into like the genetics, genetics of grass-fed A2A2 cows. Mm. So she's really good, but it was just, yeah, it's just kind of crazy how you, there's so much to learn about grass-fed genetics and production. And yeah. How long have you had um, that milk cow? One of the cow? things. I think we've had it for about three months now. One of the things I wish we had known when we got her, uh, when we showed up and they put her in the stanchion and they let us milk her, uh, they fed this cow with a scoop shovel and grain. Like, they just shoveled it in front of her. And if we had known what we know now, we would have we would have looked for a cow with grass-fed genetics. Uh, that was something, that was kind of a mistake. But you don't know what you don't know. Nope. But... Like we were talking about before, that doesn't mean you couldn't, you shouldn't try. You guys learned so much with the two years of having that cow. Or yep. if you didn't get that cow, you would, you still wouldn't know what you didn't know then. You'd just be older, still not knowing. Yep. Yep. And I, I just, I think sometimes jumping in feet first is kind of the best way to learn. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes jumping in feet first is the best way to learn, but it's very intimidating when you're filming it and putting it on the internet. Yes. <laughs> it is yeah yeah and, and that's fine i mean if we, we weren't sharing our lives on the internet that wouldn't even be that wouldn't even come up like oh i'm afraid of what my neighbors would say you know right you know or what i'm afraid of what my friends will say like no that's not even like <laughs> you know that wouldn't even come up but yeah we're you know we're kind of afraid of like what is the internet gonna say you know they're yep. gonna give us a hard time I you know majority of people don't but those few people that do are going to give us a hard time for doing for, you know, they're going to say, Oh man, you guys are, you guys are giving up, you know, like whatever they're going to say, but you know, that's what yep. makes it hard. I think we probably, I don't know if I'm not saying like us just in general, but there's like, this is going to be like the first generation sometime that has ever had to deal with that. Like that whole worrying about yeah. what the social media people will think. Yep. So it's I know, a, that's what, interesting. That's what makes it so interesting hard. to navigate. Yeah, it's the same thing with buying a bigger property. <laughs> like when we bought, 
Well, he went from one and a half acres to 14 yep. acres. People are telling me that I sold out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean selling out? Like, I'm trying to grow, like, as a person, as, <laughs> as our, my family. Like, I can't, you know, what do you mean? What does that even mean? Like, you know, that they liked, well, they liked me better when I was on a little one and a half acres. Now I'm too big, you know? <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, but so that means I'm not going to grow at my, my family, you know? Like, no. Like, that doesn't we make still, sense. We're, we're, we're normal people. We're, we live our lives. We're not like making, you know, things up as we go, you know? And if I want to have a bigger property, I'm going to have a bigger property. Yep. <laughs> but on the same hand, like, we get comments like that all the time, too. It's like, for me, I, like, I would think if you're not, growing your content's not changing it's getting stagnant like i would think yep. as the viewers you'd want to see like somebody's life progression all the people we watch i like seeing their life progression like it's natural life yeah we might be able to do different things because we're online but i would i think it'd get boring if you just always stayed doing the same thing every day and i wouldn't want to watch somebody doing like groundhog day every day yep yeah it's old yep. i know they how many times did people watch me pull a chicken tracker? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to move some cows around, you know. <laughs> I milk that's cow a hard eventually thing too with home. milk, right? Yeah, there's a lot of I think eventually, stuff that we. We'll, we'll, yeah, it's all seasonal, but like, I think eventually we'll we'll probably get a milk cow, just because I want to try it. You know, whether we like it or not, I don't know. But just to try and I should have talked to you. You could have had a milk cow. She wouldn't have had to go no. very far. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually is not right now. Eventually he's like, right. I don't know when, but not today. <laughs> I would definitely look into grass genetics from all yeah. of this. We've, we've lucked out. I feel like she has really good grass genetics. We've got, but we've just, I just kind of been like deep diving into like all the grass genetics and like just grass feeding cows. And there's a lot of farms down your way in like the Virginia area, it seems like that have really, that have been doing it for a while and they have really good genetics on grass feeding cows. So I, I, we might try to get some like semen from one of these farms so we can AI our cow and kind of go that route. But it's kind of crazy how the food world has changed everything. Like we stopped raising animals for grass and well, that's why we're here. That's why we got to do it ourselves. That's right. <laughs> yep. You guys going to the Homestead Desert America conference this year, any of you? I don't think so. No, no plans of right now. Uh, I would love to go, but yep. um, I guess it's just a matter of, uh, you know, getting away is hard. You know, <laughs> having somebody watch your place and then like, it takes a lot, you know, because I don't want to just go. I have to be a vendor. You know, like uh -huh. I, I gotta bring merchandise. I gotta bring stuff. So that takes a lot too. So just planning all that. So yeah, as of right now, probably not. But you never know. Something might. I might get an itch. <laughs> we've we've actually kind of been homebound for quite a while, having a dairy cow because we haven't been able to find anybody who will farm sit and milk a cow. That's been the hardest hang up is not having the ability to go anywhere for longer than a day. Like that has been so frustrating. You know, just a couple years ago, we left our home and traveled around the entire United States and 
and now yeah. we can't leave home for longer than a day. It's it's been kind of kind of rough, but yeah. Even even though we uh, are selling the cow, I don't think we're going to HOA this year. I think we had already decided uh, earlier, but maybe next year. Yeah, it's quite a bit you, you guys still, isn't it? Uh, no, I don't. Eight have... hours. Sorry, eight hours. Yeah, that's a good yeah, ride. It's like eight hours. I think for us it's like sixteen if we drove. So we don't. We have. We've never got down there just because of that. It would take a good day of driving and then the rest. And usually for us, it seems like it falls when we're trying to harvest our pigs. It's usually pig yes. harvesting for us. So yep. that, that was like the big thing at first. Like, oh, wait, this is when we were planning on harvesting our pigs. And it's hard to get away anyways. But when you got some stuff like that going on. Yeah, if you're going to go there, Al, yeah, get... you might as well drive another eight hours and drive to our house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys are still... Gotcha. So you're eight hours. Yeah. Yeah, Solid 24 hours of driving, you'll be here. Yeah. Big deal. No big deal. (laughs) Right. But have you ever been to one of those events, Al? I have not. I have not gone anywhere. They're fun. Believe it or not. Yeah. You'll meet some definitely cool people. Uh, you might have a line that want to meet you, but everyone's yeah. cool. <laughs> right. I shouldn't Everybody. say that. There was a Mother Earth News Year conference in Burlington, Vermont, like right around when we started doing YouTube. That was like the only time we just went to check it out kind of thing. Yeah. That was fun. It's kind of interesting to be around like-minded people because you don't, it's not just like-minded people everywhere. And, and you, you, so you don't have, do you have a good, uh, homesteading community where you're at no not really we have a few friends that are that'll that do it but there's not a we haven't i can't say that there isn't there hasn't been any community right. that we've found and i think that's the hard part sometimes is just finding the like-minded people because we're all busy like the three of us we're all busy doing our own thing so we don't we don't get out and yeah mingle i guess that's hard I know we're like since my mom was over this week, like we went to the farmers market, but I'm like, I don't, we don't need to go to the farmers market, <laughs> you know, like to right. buy anything because we already produce all the stuff, you know, really. So now yeah. it's just going just to go and like hang out somewhere and walk around, you know. Yep. It, and before it was like we're going to the farmer mar- farmers market to buy something. Now it's more of like let's just go and just hang out and, you know, talk to some local farmers or something. It's funny you say that. Uh, I think part of that, too, uh, I don't know if it's California culture, but going to a farmer's market was like, that was a cool thing to do on a Saturday. Like, we'd go there and get stuff to where you can eat lunch and then get your veggies. And, like, it was like a cool thing to do. And since we've been out here and we're growing so much of our food or we found places where we can buy, you know, bulk to where we're making all of our own food, it's just, we don't go anywhere. And (laughs) I don't feel like we're hurting, like we need to go somewhere. It's just a really weird place to find ourselves. No, it is. I know. You have to, almost like you got to force yourself to go to the farmer's market. I I don't got to 
Yeah. I don't got to buy anything. I don't have to go. <laughs> but, you know, I only went because my mom was in town. She was like, you know, we were kind of thinking of a place to go instead of just staying home because that's all we would do, stay home. But, like, <laughs> you know, families here, like, they want to go out and see some stuff, you know? So, like, I don't know, a farmer's market. And so, yeah, it is weird because you don't have to go. But, you know, if anything, I, I do like going, though, just to check out prices. Yep. You know, just to just to see, just to see how much things are. Like what I did notice this weekend was I looked at because we just harvested a bunch of garlic, and there was a a booth there that they had a bunch of garlic there, and they were selling it for four dollars for one bulb garlic bulb. Whoa, four bucks! And I was Man. like, we just harvested four hundred dollars worth of garlic, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know. I couldn't believe that though. Like I didn't think that was that much. I was like, "Wow, that's that's wild." What do they sell meat birds for? Did you check that price? Uh, yeah, the lady was selling it for our area was it was for almost six bucks. It was like five seventy five a pound. Yeah, for a whole yeah. whole bird. Whole bird was that organic or not organic? Uh, just it was I think it was no GMO but it wasn't organic I think organic out here I've seen it up to around seven dollars a pound so you figure what do you guys what's your average meat bird weight five six pounds yeah I'd say five yeah it's just like around four or five say five pounds at seven bucks a seven bucks a pound that's 35 bucks yeah yeah that's a good Pretty price good savings right there. Yeah. Oh no, totally. I mean, it's we're saving money. I mean, if you're buying the stuff anyways, uh, right. But you know, so it's interesting to go to those at least just to go check out prices and see what's going on. Now, do you go to Asheville we... for the farmers market, or is it a more local one? Uh, that one it was more local one. Um, the Asheville ones are great, man. Like, they're a lot bigger. Uh. And there's probably a farmer's market like every day of the week. Uh, and, oh, wow. But the prices are more expensive too, though. You know, it's a bigger, that's, it's a bigger that's what I was city. Ask. That's, yeah. Yeah. Those ones are like $7 a pound for chicken, you know, and they're, they are yeah. more expensive, but they're also, you know, organic. Um, so they, they a little bit, I guess, grow more organically up there or people that they they have customers who want that. I can't think the last time we've been to a farmer's market, it must be five years. I would think. I think that's been about yeah. us too. Uh, at least since uh, 2020, that was when, yep. you know, everything shut down and right. we quit going, but yeah, pretty much since we've been out here, we haven't gone to farmer's markets. I asked if the kids were disappointed that the cow is going to be leaving. <laughs> Yeah, they uh we we told them I think actually when the lady showed up to meet the cow and they're all like, What is this? Like, <laughs> oh, this is the lady buying our cow. The what? And uh <laughs> so it was like, Well, why are you guys mad? And they're like, Cause we really like the milk. Like, okay. And they're like, and the ice cream. Yep. Like, okay. Like we <laughs> we were buying milk. We we have a relationship with a local guy that has a dairy operation he's a small farmer and his milk's great and that was what we were getting before we got 
the cow. We can get raw milk. Uh, it's not A2, A2, but it's still good milk. Um, and the ice cream situation, we didn't really make that much ice cream the whole time we had the cow anyways. So it's, yeah, they were, they kind of pitched a little bit of a fit, but then we pointed out, it's like, you know, if we want ice cream, we can either make ice cream or go get ice cream. So they kind of, oh, okay. But yeah, nobody offered to, uh, do cow chores right in the you know to try to <laughs> woo me into uh keeping the cow so it was like all right this must not be that important so i guess i got a question on the cow you said she was fed a lot of grain at the other place did you notice a big drop in milk production because i'm assuming you didn't feed as much grain but did you notice she so, wasn't producing as much because of when, black when we got her i kept her on grain for i don't know it was the first like two three months um before I like really started weaning her off. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the same from the day we brought her home until even after she was off grain. Um, we noticed a pretty good decrease in milk production once we started feeding hay. So we got her in October and we started feeding hay in December. Okay. And that was when it like everything just kind of dropped. Um, I think we pretty much held at like two gallons uh, all the way through winter, that first winter. And then once grass season started again, uh, her production went up a little bit. But for the most part, it's just been kind of this slow decline uh, since we got her. But yeah, actually, come to find out, I can't believe I'm going to say this publicly. We didn't know how dangerous it is to take a grain-fed cow off of grain yep and yeah is it is it yeah, it's we, dangerous uh, i didn't luckily know dangerous. didn't yeah yeah you can actually kill them um if you take them off a of grain especially suddenly because we weaned her for a while and just kind of decreased it and then once we were out i didn't buy any more and i was like well we got plenty of grass so eat up yeah and we saw a little bit of condition decline but it wasn't like scary um but then that next winter i had such a hard time keeping weight on her we had to really start pumping her full of alfalfa to get any weight to go back on her um so this past winter it was kind of like yeah uh we we learned our lesson it was like oh you realize we could have killed our cow me and Meg were talking. She's like, yeah, uh, I, what's that book called? Keeping a Family Milk Cow. Um, that's a great resource. Uh, yep. But various places, videos I've watched, people I've listened to, and they've all said the same thing. It's like, yeah, if it's a grain-fed cow, just keep it on grain. If it's a grass-genetic cow, keep it on grass. I mean, that makes perfect sense. But don't try to take your grain-genetic cow and turn it into a grass only cow. But she's done she's done pretty good. Wow. So she was honestly it was probably divine intervention that we uh didn't lose that cow by doing something stupid. I wonder if it's too though if she's a Jersey. There's a lot of Jerseys there more for grass than some other breeds. It could be. Did you milk? Oh, no, uh, I felt pretty goats? sheepish when we learned that. Right. Oh, yeah. What was that, Jason? 
did you ever milk your goats that you had? Yeah, we milked for a couple of years. We were milking. So Gina's was diagnosis came in and we had some big surgeries we had to do. So right before her surgeries, we ended up stopping milk and we still had two goats in milk. And we were like, yeah, no, we're not going to be able to milk. And we had a lot of back and forth trips to the hospital. It was like the hospital was like two hours away that we were dealing with. So took us off from milking, but it, it worked out. Luckily we hadn't bred the goats here for some reason we hadn't bred them and then it was winter time. And then right after that, when we were going to stop rebreeding them again, we had found out all that other information. So it was like, nope, luckily we hadn't. So we didn't have, they were on the downhill side of milking anyway. So it was just easy to wean them from milking. We didn't have to worry about mastitis or nothing. How do you remember how many milking gallons you were getting from those goats? Goats, it's like pints. Okay. <laughs> and, and you can't, so going from pints to gallons, so we're getting, right now, we're getting about roughly two gallons a day. And we're doing just grass or mostly grass, um, the calf's on her. And so, yeah, to get two gallons a day is huge. And then we can do so much more. Like with goat's milk, you can, you got milk and you can drink it. You can maybe make caramel sauce with it. But other than that, you can't make really butter or cheeses. I mean, you guess you can make goat cheese, but you're not going to make like any hard cheese or ice cream or anything like that. So have the milk cow and be able to cream separate. You can do a lot more with it, which is nice. We've been, our daughter's been falling in love with making ice cream. So we've been probably having like fresh batches of ice cream two yep. or three times a week. So we're trying out all these different <laughs> ice cream flavors. So we've been enjoying that. Yeah, That's we fun, we yeah. dialed in the moose track recipe. Moose tracks. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, we. She asked me what I wanted for Father's Day, and I told her I wanted um, strawberry rhubarb ice cream. So she found, she found one, and it was delicious. So we've done strawberry rhubarb ice cream. We did uh, like muddy buddies and chocolate ice Ooh. cream. Did peanut butter and chocolate ice cream. We've done a couple of vanillas. We did a blueberry frozen yogurt. There's been a couple other ones, but I think that's like one of the highlights is the good ice cream you can make in a butter. Yeah. And that's great. Well, you're still new, Al. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're still new with the milk cows, so. though. <laughs> that's right. When are you getting yours, Jason? I don't know. I don't know. We talk about it. <laughs> Eventually, we will, but I don't know when that that's going to be. I guess. Uh, I'm really working on my fence. You know, I, I really would like a perimeter fence going, uh, at least something that I could charge it, you know, before I'm trying to do yep. that before I get any larger, more, any larger animals. Um, I think we just lucked out last time when I had our, our two beefy boys that they didn't get out, you know, like, I think we just lucked out, but I'm trying to establish that fence line before before I before I get those bigger animals. So who knows, you know. So where are you at with that? Do you have to refence it, or are you still waiting to cut around some of the fence? I'm I'm still waiting to cut around it. I think I have to wait probably till the fall time or winter. You know, by the time I okay. I try to, but you know, when you mow something, it it grows back before I even have even a chance to come back to it, and it's like forget it let's just i might just wait till winter i mean there's some parts i want to do woven wire fence um and maybe i can do that but 
you know, I just feel like I'm not, plus there's some corner posts I need to do still. I need to redo those, uh, and put gates up in various spots. Um, so I don't know. It's just not, it's not happening right now. So you got to have the monster come back and no, 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 I don't think I need to, I need him to come back. I think we're, we're, we should be okay. Uh, everything else is kind of just sporadic and I could probably, I got, well, I got that push, that brush mower now. So, um, I could use that, uh, in, in different spots that I need it. So, but I hope to not rent that machine again. Not that I don't want to, (laughs) it's super fun to watch, but you know, just uh the cost of it <laughs> you know i hope to not rent that again yep. but, uh, how many times we'll could you uh hire that guy before you could actually justify buying a piece of equipment if i had to hire him like four times i hired him. kind of well, kind of puts it in perspective i did it twice so yeah like my neighbor he's hired him quite a few times he's on 40 acres you know, it's still a lot. I mean, it's still a lot to buy it, though, because you have to buy the machine and everything. But but then you'd have it, and then you yep. could hire yep. it out and do it yourself. Yep. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you create your own business. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But Hey, it's like me and you have talked, Jason. It's uh, Jason's tree service, septic, and notary that's that's how it is around here everybody <laughs> wears all the hats yep you got to add the and notary down at the bottom and yep. that's funny <laughs> so if you guys are I get, how about let's do this if you guys are you know it's hard to comment on a podcast if you're if you're listening to us on you know itunes or spotify or anything like that but if you're watching us on our youtube channel which is a uh, homestead shop talk youtube channel uh and if there's like uh suggest suggest a a topic uh throw it in the the notes or the the comments throw a comment and uh if you feel like there's something that you know a topic we should talk about or you would like to hear us talk about like throw it down there and and maybe we will maybe we won't (laughs) uh but you know i think that'd be fun and uh i appreciate everyone uh listening and uh watching this podcast but yeah it's just in a selfish way i just really wanted to talk to these guys at least once a week right <laughs> it's, it's nice to get together with like-minded people and have a good yep. conversation yep that's for sure i got one yep. question for the viewers no matter how you're listening yep. whether it's you go over to the youtube channel or go to like instagram and dm us but yeah if we were to do talks like i've been asked to go to different events and do talks what are some different talks you'd like to hear us do i know that's one thing i always struggle with. it's like oh you want to come do a talk it's like well, what am i going to talk about like i don't want to just talk to talk like what would be a topic that you'd like to hear ben talk about or jason or myself if we went to an event i kind of like that feedback for i guess my selfishness but to know that's a that is a very good one because I have that same problem. People, yep. hey, can you speak at our event? And I'm like, what do you want me to speak about? And they're like, and right. they say, whatever you want. And I'm like, no, that doesn't that, help me. No. <laughs> right. And I, I feel like whether it becomes a more of a bigger movement or not, it needs to become. And I think like the community is there 
you know, I think we need to stop building more of a community. I guess it's been one thing that I guess God's putting on my heart is we got to find a way to build this community of like-minded yep. people because we are all busy when we're building homesteads. We're we're busy and we're building homesteads. I think because we want to be home. But how do you reach yeah. like-minded people? And I think the events that are going on, like HOA, I think there was the Martin Homesteading Conference in yep. Idaho. There's the ones. Well, you went to the one in at Rory Feeks. Yeah, uh, Joel's been doing a lot. It seems like at Polyface. I think they're just gonna you're gonna start seeing more and more pop up. They're starting to do one in New England. I think it's called Hone. Um, so I think there's gonna be more okay. of that. But seem to know like what are some topics if you want some people to go? What you'd like to hear them talk about? Yeah, that's awesome. Like that. Yeah, you could comment on uh, uh, the YouTube channel uh, or yeah, exactly DMS or even email us. So yep. cool guys. Well, thank you guys. Uh, nice talking. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Sounds good. We'll see you next week. See you guys.